Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. Each week on the First Things First podcast, we invite amazing, interesting, fascinating people to sit out and just talk about life and talk about their journey with the Lord. And this week is no exception. We have an amazing, fascinating, interesting person here. It's it's my good friend, Travis Jones. Uh, Travis is joining us this morning, and I couldn't be happier to have him here. Travis, you, you've been in our church for like Many moons. Like, did you you grew yeah. up here, didn't you? Uh, moved. We moved to Shallowwater in two thousand when I was in middle school. Okay, and yeah. so uh, we I was here through high school through until I graduated high school. We moved off college, yeah. grad school, right? Family life, and uh-huh. then w- when uh, we moved back, we thought, well, you know, I know Shallowwater. We'll, we'll go to Shallowwater while we're trying to find a church home. Yes. And so we we got back here <laughs> and, still going. and it's just, you know we're, we 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 fell in love with it. And we're like, no, we're 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 fine staying here. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. And we'll hear more about you know that. The the little thing that you just blurred over, right? like the old story of your life, but in just a second. But but uh, but but we're here through middle school. You've you and now you guys are back and you're serving in our church. Your parents are, are members of our church, and uh, so so long long time uh, member of of First Shallow Water. And so I'm really grateful that you're that you're here and hanging out. And spending some time. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Introduce you. So for the for the two or three people listening to the podcast who do not know who you are, go ahead and tell them. Go ahead and tell everybody what they need to know about you, Travis. Uh, sure. Um, like least my name is Travis Jones. Yeah. I uh, uh, by day I work at a bank. I'm one of the I work at a, one of the local banks here in, in Lubbock. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, by night I'm actually do some contract work with one of the hospitals as one of their chaplains. Yep. Uh, so if anyone needs any. You need uh, procedure consent or any uh, pastoral care. Yeah. At two a.m. on a Saturday, I'm, right. one, of the, I'm one of the folks that are going to call. You're the guy. Yeah. So, um, and uh, here at the church, I I help Sandy in the tech booth mm-hmm. every once in a while and uh, do some work with the with the youth. With the youth? I'm the small. I'm one of the small group leaders for the tenth, eleventh grade boys. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Which is a that's a great group of, of oh boys they're fantastic right guys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, some some really good dudes in that group. So, and you're married to Jesse, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. so, talk a little bit about about uh, about her and about your marriage. How long have you guys been married? Sure. Uh, actually, we are coming in. It'll be it'll be five years next month. No so. way. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So Look she's really fantastic girl. I'm really really yeah. blessed to meet her. She. Uh, it's so funny. I tell I tell people that God had to take me all the way to the East Coast to meet to meet someone. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so because y'all met, so tell the story about how you sure. guys is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. You, talk yeah. about how you guys met, and then we'll get into the other sure. Stuff. So, um, after I went off to, uh, I'm sure we'll come back to this, but yeah. my uh, I went to a seminary to try to be a minister, sure. And uh, after I graduated, I was just for for I was sending applications and getting rejection letters from from all across the state, all across <laughs> the country, and I never I couldn't. You know, I was I was waiting tables and I went, okay, well, God, you, you got me right, here. You, you, you got me, me through seminary. Yeah, yeah, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. So um, then my one of my old roommates from seminary said, well, you know, hey, if you're still looking, uh, my my church back home in North Carolina is looking for an associate pastor. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Well, it doesn't cost me anything to email a resume. Sure. Right. And so I graduated in December of 15. And so for like eight months, I'd been just like sending applications. I'd, you know, I'd sending out resumes for eight months, n- no responses at all. Right. I was, I was like, thinking, well, do I need to like cast a wider net? Do I need to say, well, maybe you'd be less picky about the kind of work I want to do. Sure. And, right. Um, but then uh, after eight months of nothing, 
from the time I submitted my application, this was like actually the perfect ministry. This is a, this was an associate pastor position where I would be able to learn under a senior minister, but right. still love people and care about folks. And yeah, uh, from the time I sent my application to the time I uh, talked to the pastor on the phone, had a video call with the personnel committee, yeah. flew out there and preached in view of a call and got the job offer was three and a half weeks. Wow! So it's just it was it was very much God's timing, saying when when you know I've got you covered when That's right. when the right thing comes up, I'll be there for you. Yeah, yeah. And so I moved out there. Uh huh. And, uh, and I, I thought, you know what, well, you know, I'm an adult now. I probably, you know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, want, want to, want to meet somebody. So I, we yeah. actually, I got onto uh, online dating. Nice. And, All right. Yeah. All right. And, uh, then, uh, I got, I was, I was lucky. I, I've been on there for maybe two weeks when Jesse and I got paired up. Okay. And, uh, she'd been on there for, she, she, she had been, uh, she had to wait a little bit longer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, we met and, uh, I knew, I knew, Pretty quick that she was that she was uh, somewhat special. So yeah. we uh, we got we got married and um, then she actually got a job back in Lubbock. So we, nice. Yeah. So it was and you know I, I told her we were dating. I was like, hey, at some point I want to go back home to Texas. I don't know when or where or how, but right. Just, but you know before we before we you know, make this a big deal, I want to make sure that you're okay with doing right. that someday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you and God had been preparing her her heart too because sure. she had actually had uh, she had actually. Um, applied for jobs in Texas before, so she had already done kind of the the mental work of would I be willing to do that? Yes, yeah. And uh, so, funny enough, like she, I, she applied for a job at a, at a different insurance company, uh-huh. and um, they she was interviewing with them, and this position was like in Midland or Odessa. I'm like, well, it's not Lubbock, I mean, yeah, but yeah. you know, it's it's close, and yeah. They said, well, you know, hey, we actually have an office in Lubbock. Would you rather work in Lubbock? And like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so we moved out, moved out here, and that's kind of how we how we got here. Yeah, yeah. So, and but she she's a absolutely fantastic woman. I, I she's an inspiration. She's encouraging. She's a she's a, a great partner for for my for my life. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. I'm blessed to have her. That's good. That's good. Okay. So uh, so on the on the podcast, well, we just like to hear people's stories. Sure. You know? So uh, so why don't you talk about talk about your faith story? Talk about how you came to faith in Jesus. What did that look like for you? You know who was involved in that process. You know, yeah. just kind of go through that whole thing for sure. Us, absolutely. So um, I was. I've been in church my whole life. You know, yeah. my, my parents were really great about making sure that you know we were we were we were in church and that was part of our lives. Yeah. Um, when I was in, I guess it was it was, I was eight years old. We our church had a, had a couple events. And this is back when I was in Lubbock at Bacon Heights. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, they had a few events. They had a, a, a revival crusade kind of thing, and they had one of those uh, dramatic pr- productions, of the Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Between those, between those two events, that in that same year, I was really kind of I was convicted. Uh, that's that's when I, that's when I, that's when I, that's when I became a believer. That's when I right. confessed and yeah. and prayed and, and accepted Jesus. And uh, to so be honest, okay, so let, let's dig into that. Yeah, because sometimes we talk about like this that moment. Mm-hmm. But but like we know what we're talking about, sure. And so so when we when we talk about it, we just assume that everybody else knows what we're talking about too. But there yeah. may be somebody listening who's like, wait a minute, can you can you just explain more about what what that actually was? You sure. know, so so talk about you 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 uh, confess your faith in Jesus. Okay, but but dig into that a little more. What 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 were you doing at that time? Like what was the, you know. Uh, what did that actually look like? And let's let's get more sure, specific in yeah. case there's somebody listening who's like, Absolutely. I don't know what that is. Well, and it's funny you should mention because actually part of part of my faith journey is realizing that while I don't doubt that I that my salvation at that time it wasn't really 
my faith. It was really just, I got you. it was just, when it, oh, well, you know, my brother had just gotten baptized. My younger brother just gotten baptized. So I was like, well, I guess I need to do this yes, too. Right. So while, while I, while I went through the motions at that time, and while I do think that I, that I was, that I did confess my belief in Christ and my right. faith in Christ, that I was, that yeah. he was Lord and Savior. While I, while I knew that, uh-huh. it wasn't really a personal faith for me. It wasn't right. something I was living out. And that actually came later when I, when we came out here to Shallow Water. Yeah. Okay. So when that happened, when, uh, when I was, uh, we moved out here to Shallow Water and then my junior year of high school, that's when my, when my actual faith journey, in my opinion, actually started. Right. Because that's when I actually started thinking about what does it mean to be saved? Yes. What is the, what is the cost of salvation? Because it's really, it's really easy to just, you know, say, yeah, sure, I like Jesus. Yeah, it's, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's, it's, it's the popular thing. I'm in, I'm in the Bible Belt. It's a popular thing to say. Sure. And so while I don't doubt that I believed it, right. it really wasn't, it's like I didn't, I didn't really understand what it meant or what I was, what that commitment means. Yeah, and I so I think because I talked to a lot of people on the podcast and this is their story, right? So they 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 made a commitment and they and at the time like they believed that like to the best of their ability in that moment what they were doing was uh saying that they believed in Jesus, that they believed that he was the only the only way to salvation, that that they were incapable, right, of of being who God wanted them to be on their own and they knew they needed Jesus. And and they, and to the best of their ability and understanding, they were surrender. They were surrendering themselves to Him, giving their lives to Jesus, right? And that's what it means to be a Christian, right? I believe Absolutely. in Jesus. I know that He's He is the 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 only way, you know, for me uh, to have to be saved. You know, I I can't do this on my own. I have failed, right? And I need forgiveness and I need rescue. Um, and then I, I'm giving my life to Christ. Um, but, but the problem is like, uh, you know, and it's not a problem. It just, this is the way life works when you're, when you're, when you're younger, sometimes, uh, oftentimes we're really incapable of understanding the magnitude of what it means to surrender your life to Christ, sure to make yeah. him the Lord of your life. And so that kind of gets worked out, you know, as we get older and as developmentally, we're able to kind of wrestle with what that is, which is kind of what you're describing. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so talk about that. So you're in junior high, you've made this commitment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did it look like whenever you really started to, to, um, to investigate and explore, you know, what it means to be a Christ follower, sure. right? Yeah, it really was. It's a, you know, I, it, it, it was a matter of seeing where God had put me, you know, yeah. here in Shallowater High School in, you know, the early 2000s. Like, that's, yeah. okay, God had put me here, and how how do I live out God's calling for my life? How do I live out yes. my commitment to Him? My, my you know, the, the head knowledge that He is the, He is God, He is the King, He is my Savior, He right. is Lord of my life. Yeah. How do I live that out in, in my context? Right. And, uh, there were certainly some pitfalls. I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of folks have had that moment where they, where they get a, they, they get the, um, the kind of the, the, um, the overly preachy kind of. Uh, I, I was the kind yes. of guy. I, I, there actually, I actually had a conversation with a, a guy in high school. It's like he, he was afraid to talk to me because he knew I would be. I would. He knew I would uh, have some kind of, you know, cringy. Yeah, biblical retort. <laughs> yeah. And so it was. It was very much a. I was a work in progress, and I still am. Yes, as far yeah. as how I am honest about my commitment to Christ, yes. while not alienating the people in my life right. that God has called me to minister to. Yes, and that's uh, that's equally and that's that's equally true now in in 
my adult life was, you know, with coworkers and with friends right. and, yeah. and with the folks I interact with the hospital. It's like, how, you know, not compromising what God has asked me to do, what God has put in my life for me to do. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, letting people know about my faith, letting people know that yes. what's important to me and that God is important and God loves them just like he loves me. Right. With, and without it, because, and while not, it's not true for everybody, a yeah. lot of folks in this area know of Jesus. Like being the Bible, yes. Bible it's, so it's, it's not an issue of, hey, have you heard of Jesus? Right. It really is an issue of, Showing people what Jesus means and what yes. what true followership of Christ looks like, mm-hmm. and uh, the difference He can make in your life, rather than just the, you know, it, rather than just the, you know, hey, have you heard of Him? There is this, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. Let me tell you what that means, because a lot of folks here, not again, not everybody, but a lot of folks at least know the the facts or the 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 bullet points of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I would even say, go so far as to say that sometimes people in this part of the world. They have. They also have attached a whole lot of extra baggage. Oh, definitely. To what yeah. it, you know, and so when they think Christian, like the list of adjectives that they immediately come up with are some, you know, from their experience, right, are sometimes adjectives that would never have been attached they're, to Christ in Scripture. Human right? creations that have been kind yes. of aggregated, kind of been been pushed into this Christian envelope that shouldn't yeah. be there. Yeah, and yeah. our part of the world sometimes what we have to do is actually we have to like. Um, we have to kind of like strip off all of these misunderstandings of who Christ is first in order to get to a place where we can even oh, share the authentic you know, gospel with yeah. them. So because what, what they've seen and what they've experienced of Christianity is not really of Christianity. I put that in air quotes, right? What they've, what they've seen and experienced of Christianity is not really Christ-likeness, which is what Christianity is supposed to be. So anyway, that's kind of what... Uh, and, uh, is it uh, yeah? It's First Peter, where where he calls us a royal priesthood, a, a kingdom of priests, you know, and which is a reference back to you know when uh, when Israel is you know gets you know gets out of Egypt and they go up on the mountain and the Lord meets with them and 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 he tells them that this is what you're calling right that you're going to be a, a kingdom of priests, and so you know what we don't sometimes we hear that and we don't understand what it means, but. Our call, the calling for Israel, the calling for for Christian for Christians, is to embody the character of God in the world, right? To to reflect the praise of creation to God and to reflect His glory into the world. So so we're supposed to embody His character in the world. Like that's what it means to be a Christian. Christian, literally, literally, little Christ. Yeah, little so, Christ, right? Yeah. So so when and and that was like a slang term that they threw, or, or a, <laughs> a, a, a pejorative term that they that they threw at the people in Antioch. And it's actually the best. That's what they're like. Thank you. And you know, first Christian yeah. Antioch. Like, yes, that's what we want to be little Christ. So, um, but so often, you know, so a big part of that, some of that are the words we actually say to people and, and the, the, uh, the bullet points, like you said, of the gospel message, some of it is that, but also a big part of it is like, is who we are as people sure. embodying Christ's character. And sometimes we, we're not super great at that part, you know. Sometimes we're not great, also either at telling anybody about it. So it's kind of either both things. So you're in high school and you're and you're really exploring what it means to like authentically live out your your faith. Well, I think that when I was listening to you talk, it was the word authenticity that kept coming to my mind because you want to be authentic about the person that you are in Christ Jesus. 
Um, but you, but, but you also want to, um, you also want to express the grace and the mercy that you've received from Christ, right? Absolutely. So, which is a tough kind of a line to walk. So was there a a, a moment in your, or has there been a time in your life where you felt like there was like a light bulb moment about that balance or, or or a period of time where you felt like you were learning about that balance? Like for people out there who are struggling with the same thing, how do I be authentic in my expression of faith, but also be a person who, who exhibits the grace and the compassion, the mercy of Jesus? Sure. How do you put those two things together? One of the, uh, most spiritually fruitful times of my life was right there that junior year of high school when I really started digging into it because yeah. the uh, <clears throat> the youth minister actually put together a a uh, this is Tanner Wilson yeah yeah he was yeah. he put together a, an accountability group like he, he had he had three or four of us we got together every Wednesday after church uh-huh. and we really this and it was we talked about our struggles we talked about what we wanted you know what we were striving for in our Christian right, faith and so yeah. having. Having that close knit group, that 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 group of people we could trust, where we can say, "Hey, we are going to come together. We're going to be honest about our struggles. We're going to be yeah. honest about the sins we're facing. Yeah. We're going to be honest about the where we're trying to go, mm-hmm. and you know what kind of practices are we are we putting into our lives to develop into the kind of faithful Christian we want to be. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and being able and, and you know, having to go to them every week and saying, "Hey, here's when I messed up this week." Um, you know, here's, here's what I learned this week. And, you know, having the kind of iron sharpens iron, having that, those, those guys who were going to be there for you to hold me accountable, to help build me up, to help encourage me. Like that was, that was definitely, that was how I took steps forward in that, you know, how do I live it out? But how do I also stay home? Cause it it was, it it was very humbling to have to go to him and tell him, Hey, you know, I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so being, it really helped guide my, my progression, guide my, my growth as a Christian in God's mercy and grace, but also in living out what he had called me to do with my life. And right. so it was a, that was, I still look back on the time as one of the most religiously and spiritually fruitful times of my life. Yeah. And that's something I, I really try to encourage the 10th, 11th grade guys. And it's like, Hey, find someone that can be your, your partner in that. Find someone you can talk, find someone you can trust. Yeah. Someone that can help build you up. Yeah. And, uh, because that's Christianity is not a single player game. No, you know, we uh, we in the West we really kind of kind of think, oh well, this is this is between me and God. Well, God right. has called us to live in this community and have because there's a value in that community. Yes, and you know, He wants us to lean on each other, confess our sins to each other, build each other up. Right, and because you know we are we are a community of believers. It's not it's not a whole bunch of individuals who just happen to be in the same room together. No doubt, yeah. You know, in First Corinthians, when Paul's talking about it, he's, he describes he describes the church as the body of Christ. And he even oh, goes absolutely. so far to say, like, look, you know, all the parts of the body depend on each other. Like, if you just have, like, a, if you just have an ear off by itself, that thing is useless, right? Yeah. right? It's, it, it's only, it has value when it's connected to the larger body. And and uh, and he's talking about like you know there are ignoble parts of the body you know parts of, that you protect or that you you know that uh, that uh, you know you you've got you know you've got those specially hidden you know parts and uh, there are parts that perform functions that nobody sees you know uh, but they're they're just as important so he's going through this whole deal talking about that and boy I, I agree with you like so I would even go so far as to say there is no way. That we can be who we were, who we were created to be, who God created us to be. There's no way we can be that apart from the body of Christ. Oh, absolutely. If we're not living in community with other believers, we will never become. And so, so I hear people all the time who who are like, you know what? 
I mean, I can worship God anywhere. I can worship God on my on my bass boat, you know, out on the lake. I can worship God, you know, out on the golf course, you know. I can worship God, you know, on a camping trip, you know. I can worship God a lot of places. And I don't, I don't disagree that You're you right. can, but that's certainly yeah. that's not enough. That, no, that can't be. That can't be the extent of it. No, no, you'll be your growth as a Christian will be stunted if you are if your if your worship is complete if if your total experience of worship and relationship with God is completely individualized. There's no way. There's no way to be who God wants us to be if we're not connected to the local body of believers. That's just, that's how He made us. Sure. And so, so I love that. The most fruitful time of your life is when you were closely connected to this accountability group, where you were really sharing and you were really growing together. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's kind of where you started figuring out. When did you? When were you called to be a minister? Like, what, what did that happen? It was actually around that same time. That, yeah, that yeah. I didn't know. What it looked like. That's uh, that junior year high school. That's when I realized there was something ministry related God wanted me to do. I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea what that plan was. You know, God didn't God didn't plant a fully formed idea in my head. Sure, but he rarely does. By the way, you know, so I I keep waiting for that Monty Python moment where the clouds part. But no luck yet. I'm glad. I just want to say how much it really uh, it makes my heart happy that you mentioned Monty Python. Oh so yeah, that, that's yeah, that's good. But uh, um, so through junior and senior year, I was kind of figuring out well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Right. Um, I almost went to Wayland thinking, well, you got to the ministry. Maybe, right. I, maybe I need to go to Wayland because yeah. that, that's the that's the Christian school around yes. here. Yes, yeah. Uh, I ended up not doing. It. I think I realized. I was mostly go, mostly considering Wayland because I had friends who went to Wayland. And yes. it would be, and while I certainly think it would be good to go to school with school with my friends. Yeah, um, I went to, went to A and M. Yeah, because um, that was it had a program and a career that I wanted to pursue. Sure, um, it ended up that <clears throat> kind of uh, foreshadowing a little bit. Or spoiler alert: it, that it that didn't go the direction at all. But that was another road. That was yeah, another stepping, stepping stone, stone in my in my journey. Yeah, <clears throat> so. Uh, I, 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 in the back of my mind, that kind of ministry idea was still just kind of yeah. fermenting for a bit. Uh, went off to AM, wanted to go uh, work for DreamWorks, Pixar, do some animation yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then at the end of my sophomore year uh, of college, I was also doing the ROTC at AM. Yeah. I was in that cadet corps, the marching cool. band, the yeah. whole, I drank the Kool Aid, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, I started thinking about, you know, I realized that this, this, the area of study I had chosen wasn't the career I was going to follow. Right. I had a lot of fun doing it, but I wasn't very good at it. Right. Um, you know, I was like in the in the bottom third of my class, and I was just yeah. like, well, you know, I'm 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 making decent grades. I'm still I'm gonna I'm doing okay. I'm and I'm enjoying. I love what I'm learning. I had friends sure. who were right who were studying for for Scantron tests or writing essays, and I get to make movies and video games. Yeah, for, right. my, for my class. Where I was like, so it's like I'm going to stick with this, but it's like I realize it's not going to be something I'm going to I'm going to pursue as a career. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> And at that same time, my army recruiter, who was coming and said, "Hey, you know, in your sophomore year, it's kind of time to make a make a decision. Do you want to take a contract and continue on the army?" And I was like, "I was like, you know, actually, I'm I'm thinking that, you know, this is, you know, that's in the idea of of ministry starting. Well, sure. you know, maybe God's calling me to be a military chaplain. Yeah, right. I'd spent the last two years really in that military lifestyle, yeah, living. Right. Uh, you know, I had friends who were taking contracts to all the branches of the service. Yeah, and so I thought, well, you know." Well, maybe that's what this is, and so I uh, 
didn't uh, he, he he was trying to get me the recruiter trying to get me to to sign, to sign a contract now and then requested deferral to go to seminary be do a ministry do ministry but yeah. conversations with other ministers other chaplains were like don't do that yeah they're just going to deny your deferral and just take you yes <laughs> take right you right 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 and so uh, I I didn't take a contract but I finished my time at A and M and then uh, went into seminary yeah um, to went to a Truett Seminary in Waco yeah yeah and uh, and a, that's a, a great fan, school oh fantastic experience yeah. The, yeah. the classmates and the professors like i still talk to them they're they're yeah. they're i still have mentors and friends from it's just absolutely wonderful experience yeah yeah um the stuff in the rest of baylor's campus i won't talk about but yeah. <laughs> in the seminary it was, it was really good yeah as an a&m guy that there was it was a little rough i'm sure for you to be rolling will, around on the campus of baylor I, I i wore that maroon proudly and i yeah. got a lot of really funny looks um i i in fact just the, the uh, one of my seminary professors actually literally wrote the book on Baylor athletics. Oh wow! Literally wrote a book on it. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so every every year we had a every every year he, he the way the schedule fell his uh, his uh, he had a test the week of the women's final four in basketball. Okay. Yeah, and so he put a question. On his test, who is the best women's basketball team in the country? This yeah. is 2012 when the Baylor yeah. women were in the Final Four. Yeah, <clears throat> and you better be wor- you better be sure it was worth two points on my test grade right. to say it was Texas A and M instead. Yeah. <laughs> so, and in my defense, the Texas the Texas A and M women had won the national championship in 2011. Yes, so I was right. I, that it was, wasn't like it was an exactly. unfounded opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but uh, so through seminary, I realized the so. Uh, the A and M through and the and the cadet corps and this military idea got sure. me to seminary. Yeah, and then in seminary because that's why you were you went to seminary with the thought of that being a military when you chaplain. Got finished, you were going <clears> to <throat> sign up to be a chaplain. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I got there, I realized that wasn't the case either. That that door closed. Yeah. And so okay, well, what now, God? Right. And so uh, that that's that has to be a recurring question in my life. Is okay, well, what, what now? now? <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, then I then God pivoted me into pastoral ministry. Right. And I finished my seminary degree, and then I told you this that part of the story where after I graduated, you know, I was like, well, you know, you got me here, you 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 yes. told me to go into pastoral ministry when this door when this chaplaincy door closed. Yeah. So you know, what do I do now? And that's when you know my roommate Gavin. Yeah. Said um, who, we knew each other for years, and it's just like it's funny how at that time, like after eight months, that's when that's when God told Gavin to tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so then I went off. Then I, then I went off to North Carolina. I was an associate pastor. Uh, at Elm Grove Original Free Will Baptist Church in, <laughs> in in Aden, North Carolina. Okay, and it was a great learning experience. The people, just a very loving community. Yeah, uh, Mr. Frankie uh, Frankie Baggett uh-huh. is he was he's a fantastic mentor. He's yeah. he taught me so much about what it means to be a servant leader in the sure. church. Yeah, and uh, then uh, I was there for almost three years. Uh-huh. And you know, at that time, I'd started thinking, well, you know, what is God calling me? I the the while I love the church and I love the people there, the way their denomination is structured yeah. meant my time there was limited. Yes. Um, I while I because well, you just you just didn't see yourself aligning with sure yeah. theologically yeah. I was absolutely we we were one hundred percent agreeing. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't serving somewhere where I disagreed with right. their theology. Yeah. Um, but the that or that denomination their polities it's very much run by a denominational. Conference, yes, that can, that runs the churches, and yeah, um, I was missing some like there was there was like a two year ordination process that involves doing certain things, taking certain classes, and yeah. I had already gone through all my schooling. I was like, I'm, I'm not 
I'm not ready to go through more schooling. Right. Yes. Just to get a piece of paper saying I can keep working at this church. Yes. Right. Um, and so I knew my, I knew my time was limited, but I didn't know what that exit was going to look like. And that's right. when, and that's when Jesse got the job offer in Texas. Yeah. It's like, well, God, I guess, I guess this is you saying it's, yeah. you know, it's time. So, time to um, go home. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so then, can I, yeah. I just want to put a pin in this though, real sure, quick? Sure, totally. Because what, uh, the, I know there are folks that are listening to this right now who find themselves kind of in that liminal space, the, like you were in after you graduated, where you know where you're you're you you know that God is calling you someplace else. So there's that restlessness in, in your spirit. Like I, I know that there's something new coming, but it's not here yet. And you're doing everything that you know to do to be faithful, right? To 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 take that next step to prepare yourself for whatever else, but it's just not happening. And so you're kind of sitting around, you know, <laughs> you know. So, g- g- what advice would you have for someone who's in a place that kind of like sure. where you were? Yeah. What advice would you give a person who's kind of in that spot? This is I can't take credit for this advice. It's something okay. I, I love. Uh, it. The uh, when I was at A and M, there was a weekly Bible study, and it was huge. It, they actually had to fill. They filled the A and M basketball yeah. arena. Yeah. Uh, breakaway. Breakaway. Yeah. Take, exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. And um, the the guy that was leading Breakaway when I was there, um, he he one little off the cuff comment he made during one of his sermons when yeah. I was there uh, really stuck with me for it's, it's still with me today. Excel at the revealed things. Oh, yeah. We don't know. We you. There are things God hadn't shown us yet, right? But the things He has shown us, or the situation He's put us in, yeah, like He has revealed that to us. And right. so, you know, God put me here, and God gave me this job for this time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, excel at that. Put you know, ch- pursue what God has given you, yeah, you know, diligently, yeah, and yeah. you know, be be faithful in that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're and if and you. After we moved back to after we moved back to Lubbock, where I wasn't in any in any church position, yeah. I <clears throat> I was I was applying for jobs and that kind of stuff. But yeah. it was very and you it was very much I was I was wondering like okay God well again what now? what do you have yeah. um, you called me out of Elm Grove you called yeah. me back here to Lubbock but I don't have any church I don't have any job like sure uh, um, and so it was excel at the revealed things I yeah. uh, worked on my resume I got involved at church yeah. I yeah uh, you know I. <clears throat> I got you know, I got involved at the hospital, yeah. and so it's very much, you know, God 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 revealed this ministry uh, field, right? You know, Lubbock, Texas, Shawwater, Texas, in you know fall of 2019, yeah. And like God put me here and said, and I I knew like I didn't know what the future held, right? But I knew enough that I could excel at those revealed things, yes. And and t- and then by 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 pursuing those things. God revealed other things to me. Yeah. So if right. I had, if I had just sat down and twiddled my thumbs and said, "Well, God, I'll be here whenever you're ready." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then i i, I wouldn't have uh, i i wouldn't have i wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have found those other opportunities that God had prepared for me. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's this sense of like you know, be in in whatever moment God has you in, be there. Like oh, there, God is uh, uh, experiencing God was awesome. The the Bible study experiencing God was great for me as a young person. Because it taught me this lesson, right? The the one of the one of Henry Blackaby's big things is God is at work around us all the time. The Holy Spirit of God is at work. Our job is to is to just ask the Lord to open our eyes to show us where He's at work, and then join Him in whatever that work is, right? And so there's that sense of like being faithful in the moment you find yourself in that I think is so important as as Christians because we we do tend to think about. 
you know, wh- wh- whatever whatever thing God has for us next or wherever it is that we're headed. And, and sometimes we miss what awesome things the Lord is doing like all around this and, and the things he wants us to be involved, involved in and engaged in. So that's a that's really good advice. So, um, Travis, talk about um, when are some times in your life when you've really felt like God was stretching you, growing you? Like when are those, talk about some of those times in your life where you felt like your faith was being forged. And we've, sure. talk, we've talked some, about some of those moments mm-hmm. already, but, but are there any other moments that you'd like to share about where, where the Lord was really forging your faith and you were really growing into the sure. person that God's made you so far? Um, Yes, there, there, there have been several of those moments here just in the last five, six years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the uh, the first one that comes to mind is getting married. Yeah, well, that's uh, a sanctifying thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's because it really, you know, it 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 literally it really changes everything about your life. It, right. And you, uh, you, uh, I really look at my marriage as a as a learning experience, as an illustration of the relationship between God and Jesus and His Church. Right. Uh, learning. Okay, you know this isn't about me. This isn't about me taking care of myself. This isn't about me doing right. what I want to do. It really is, you know, sacrificial, self-sacrificing love. How do I take? How do I take take care of that other person? Right. Yes. And, you know, how do I sit with them in their struggles? How yes. do I encourage them? How do I help build them up? Like, it it's the whole focus of my life changed. Yes. And yeah. it really that was a. And you know, anyone who's married can can tell you that that is a hard thing. It's not, you know, when you when you say I do and you put that ring on, it's not a magic switch that just tur- that instantly makes everything better. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard work. There's yeah. there have been tears. There has been yes. there has been there has been struggle. Uh, yeah. But we've had we've had some very uh, good people come alongside us. Uh, Angie and Joe Kirk Smith oh, with their man. marriage class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, if you're those of you listening, like that that marriage maintenance class is awesome. And so, if you're married, you know, even if you feel like, hey, well, our marriage is great right now, well, great, you know, still that's a good thing to do because you want to always be learning and growing Absolutely. in your marriage. So anyway, yeah. keep going. I'm sorry. And uh, we've also we've had counselors, like yeah. and you, you know, help me, it'll teach me how to communicate with my wife better because I'm very much the stoic, the the not talking person. Yes, and it, yeah, and I I had to learn. How to be more expressive? How to you right. know? I you know again, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. What's, it's not about what's comfortable for me. It's right. about what can I do to serve her. And so, right. learning how to be, how to communicate with her better. Mm. And yeah. um, so that was that has certainly uh, that is that that has certainly been a, a an aspect of my life where where my my faith and my relationship with God has been forged because I has learned is taught me so much about. My relationship to God, yes, by having a relationship with my wife, yeah, yeah, and boy, I'm, a, you know, I, I've been married almost thirty years, you know, so, uh, but, but if there are places in your heart that are selfish or prideful or sinful in any way, right, uh, being married will reveal them. Like, you know what I mean? And which is when I say it's a sanctifying work, I mean that, right? <laughs> like like the Lord, you know, when, when you're in a relationship with someone that requires your sacrifice and selflessness, you will find all the dark places in your heart, you know? So mm-hmm. the God's gracious. We don't see, we don't realize them all at the same time, you know? <laughs> different ones and we can work on them a little bit and move on to the next one but but um but you're exactly right like you, the, you, when 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 you're tr- when you really understand what marriage is right to serve serve someone uh else to love them as Christ loved the church to lay your life down on behalf of someone else when you really understand that um it, it reveals 
it reveals the places where you need work. So you're right. That is a forge uh, that God uses to perfect us, which is, which is why I believe he, it's, um, yeah, that's air conditioning. So yeah, uh, which is why though uh, the, uh, it's such an important you know thing for us to do and to do well. You know what I mean? So not everybody's called to be married, but those of us who are. God doesn't. God wants us to be married because there's a work that He wants to do in us, in as a couple and in us as individuals, and uh, and and it can be really beautiful. I mean, a really beautiful thing. So, okay, that's that's good. That that's a good one. Any, any, anything else you want to share yeah. on along the, those lines? This is the one that it's actually coming up right now. Yeah. Right. Um, this is something you're. We've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, our our. Uh, Infertility journey. Yes. Um, right. The struggle you've had with that. Yeah. Um, we've. It's something that it's. It has really stretched me, and you use the word forged me as far as trusting God with things outside of our control. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we've uh, we've been. Uh, for those who don't know, we've been uh, for about for the last. It's been three years now. Yeah. We've been uh, trying to start a family, trying to have a kid, and. You know, we've put uh, money into fertility treatments. We've sure. put, we've, uh, we've had, uh, we've lost five kids so far. Yeah. And uh, we are, you know, and it's, it's really a matter of, we've, we've been struggling with and learning how to trust God when things are, are really, really Painful. awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these kind of highs and lows, because... We are, uh, you know, God be praised. We, you, know, we are pregnant again. Yes. Um, yeah. But knowing, you know, our past experience has you know, kind of left us a little burned, and right. so it's like, how do we trust God and be faithful, to God, and celebrate this blessing, but at the same time be mindful that at any moment that could, right, be be taken away, and sure, you know. The cliche is though the Lord give the Lord taketh away, and it's just it, it's that's a very true statement. But it's just learning taking it out of just that that you know that fortune cookie, and yeah. then it, making it something that well, how do I how do I live that? How do I how do I love God? How do I trust God when He's causing this kind of heartbreak? Yes, that really then I mean, that's it will it'll you it 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 will it will mess you up, and so yeah, right. Um, that is. I wish I could, I wish I had the answer to that, the solution to that. But that's something we're still in the middle of right mm-hmm. now, yeah. and uh, so it's just that is something I've been working on. Uh, something that is still, you know, I have good days and I have bad days yeah. as far as you know, there, uh, as far as where I am mentally and emotionally and yeah, spiritually right. between me, my wife, and God, and just like <clears throat> what is, how do I. Like I know that you are God. I know that you are Lord. I know you're Savior. I know there is nothing that can happen outside of your outside of your will. Right. <clears throat> uh, but you have allowed this pain to happen. Right. And so, how do I live with that while still keeping my focus on you as a good God? Right. Yeah. Right. And it's and it's. That is the process that forging or that stretching that I'm in right now. That yeah. uh, I hope someday to have. I hope someday to, to have some wisdom for <laughs> someone else going through the same situation. Well, you guys, you know, uh, the faithfulness with which, and the I don't know the authenticity really, 
that you guys have, with which you guys have approached all of this, right? You know, because uh, we've talked many times, right? And um, and you, 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 both you and Jesse have been super honest about how you feel and about what's going on, you know. But you've also been super committed to keeping your eyes on on the Lord and on His goodness and 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 keeping your faith rooted there, uh, which is not easy. And you've been honest about that too. It hasn't been easy, you know. Um, so I, it's been, I don't know, inspirational maybe to, is, is the right word to, to me and to Amy to kind of walk with you guys on this journey. And, and I would say too, you know, look, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that we live in a broken world where, where, where broken and messed up things happen. Like death is a reality in the world that, that we live in, right? Uh, heartbreak, sickness, you know, all these things are reality in the world in which we live in. And God is yeah. sovereign over all of that, yeah. certainly, right? But, but, but that's the world that we live in. Sin has twisted and, and messed up God's good creation. Uh, the good news is that God is restoring his creation. That God is, that Amen. one day, one day, right, all death and tears and sorrow and grief, all that's going to disappear in the light of God's glorious, you know, majesty, right? That, that's happening. And it's, and it's happening as we speak, like God's working on it, doing it right now. Um, but, but when I think about, and, and for those of you out there who are suffering, going through a period of pain, like painful things, like, 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 like what Travis is talking about here, um, re- remember this. Remember, remember that we live in a world where that is the norm, okay? These things happen in this broken world that we live in. And, and, and when we read scripture, right, it's the result of sin. It's the result of our rebellion against God that's ushered this into the world, right? Um, but here's the here's the truth. God Almighty is at work right now in our circumstances to redeem even that, even that stuff. He did, he doesn't. God is not. God is not. Uh, God God is weeping and mourning with you, Travis and Jesse. You know, yeah. o- over what you he he it breaks his heart that you guys are going through this too, right? Uh, but he doesn't just leave it there no. at the sorrow and the grief play. Like mm-hmm. he's at work doing something in your life that is beautiful and that is good because that's who he is. And one day, like, you know, one day all that stuff comes to fruition, right? And you'll, and you'll be able to see or notice that better in the moment right now. It's really tough to see beyond just the pain. It's in know? Romans where Paul says, the, uh, all things work yeah. together for the good of, of those and who, who love God. And like, and, I know that verse, yeah. but you trying to, to trust God in that, like, okay, God, I can't see it now. I yeah. don't know what it is now. Yeah. And I know the pain itself will never be gone, but right. I, I trust that you will find a way to, to create value or create goodness out yeah. of this pain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's a lot of times, Travis, and you guys know this cause you're walking it right now. But a lot of times, that's just an act of will. That's like that's just me saying, no, I will believe this in this moment. I will, I will continue to place my hope and my faith and my trust in God because I believe that He's faithful and, and I believe He will not fail. So, um, but but it doesn't feel like that in the moment, right? In the circumstances that you're in, sometimes. It's, so sometimes it's just an act of of will. Mm-hmm. I would say this too. I think suffering. So. You know, heartache, pain, sorrow, suffering, these things also reveal things about like like what we talked about earlier, like with, with marriage, you know, if there's if there are messed up places in you, <laughs> right, being married is gonna reveal them, you know. And uh, you know what, having kids is another thing. 
Like, I mean, it reveals all of the messed up places in your life. You're going to find out where you need to grow, right? When, when those are, those are kind of circumstances where those kinds of things happen. But, but a lot of times, suffering, uh, or or heartache or grief, you know, it 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 has to do with like with you guys and your story. It has to do with something that we deeply desire. And and that that's often on a bunch of different levels, you know, uh, so, uh, that desire, that level of that desire, or how deeply it's attached to us, right? Um, but something that we deeply desire that we do not have, or that we've lost, right? So like if you care about somebody deeply and they pass away, you know, that kind of grief and sorrow is overwhelming sometimes. Or if there's something you desire for God to do in your life and it's not happening, you know, uh, no matter whatever that is, career, you know, family, whatever it is, it's a lot of times grief, sorrow, heartache is attached to something like that and one thing that suffering and sorrow reveal to us is like what's actually on the throne of our lives you know because like if if I will stop worshiping and submitting myself to the Lord God because I've lost this or because I don't have this then is that really the thing I'm worshiping or is it the Lord God does that make sense oh yeah yeah. And and I know in my life, like I, that hard truth, I've had to learn that in some really painful ways. I've had to say to myself, oh, gosh, I had set up an idol in my heart, you know, because as soon as this was taken away, I was ready to walk away from faith, you know. So it's possible that I was worshiping the wrong thing, you know. And uh, so now that's not you know, when you're in the throes of, of it, right. It's, it's tough to get to that place. You know, you sure you're, you're still kind of navigating all that when you're in the throes of it. But, um, but looking back for those of you out there who are in a period of struggle right now, the question that you're, that you're having to answer this question that Travis and Jesse are having to answer the question that all of us are answering every day is, do I trust God? Will I trust God with my life? We're always answering that question, you know, and sometimes that question's more critical or more urgent than other times, but that's always the question that we're answering. And, um, and, and so, uh, so, so if that question's before you, what, what, the only thing I can say to you is if you are willing to say, yes, I will trust God. Yes, I will place my faith in God, right? What I can tell you from experience is that. He doesn't fail. Now that I know that that doesn't help you right now in the moment that you're in, okay. But uh, but I can tell you I've experienced the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God in my life. And and if you'll place your faith and trust in Him, I, I promise you He will not fail. Now He, you know, He also may not do exactly what you want Him to do because He's God. <laughs> And yep. he's going to do what's best for us, right? Yeah. And, and he's not bound by our desires. Thank, thank God for unanswered prayers. Yes, for yeah. the, when, th- Thank God for when the time when the answer is no. Because if, if I'd gotten everything I ever prayed for, no doubt. I would be in a lot worse place. No doubt. His plan, his purpose <clears throat> for our life is best. You know, but but boy, that's tough. Because because I think it's, it's easy for us to like spout those kind of cliches when we're talking about, like, when we're talking about... Uh, you know, uh, I really wanted to. You know, I really wanted to be a professional football player, and I'm not able to do that. God, 
How dare you? You know what I'm saying? Sure, like, yeah. like, come on. I mean, that's different than I believe there's this deep seated desire in my heart to have a child. And that desire is, I believe God put that desire in my heart and it's not being met. Why are you, why would you give me this desire and then not fulfill it? Right. Exactly. That's a deeper question. It's, yeah. it is a deeper question, you know? Um, but, but, but when we're face to face with that question, will I trust God? Do I trust him in this moment, right? If we can continue to answer that question with yes, I choose to trust you, right? He proves himself to be faithful, you know? And and if I can bring yeah, back around to the point it. we talked about earlier about, about yeah. community. Yeah. Being oh being gosh. in a community of believers, like there's there is this kind of stigma or this kind of uh idea in it's, it's uh, in some in some circles that oh, yeah. you know, I have to be I had to, I had to be, you know, to go to church, I had to be dressed nice. I had to put a smile on my face. I had to every. I had to go tell everyone, "Oh my goodness, everything is so wonderful." Right, and you know, yes. oh, isn't God great? And we're there's this fear that if we don't feel that way, or don't put that face on that that we're not going to be welcome in church. That we shouldn't be there because, oh like, my you know, gosh. oh, this is when we this is where we 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 talk about how great God is, not where we talk about our struggles. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. absolutely not the case. Like this is it's. I think it's even. I think it's equally important, if not more so, for us to be in a community when we have those. When we're going through those those rough oh, times, God. those dark times, where you know, God, Jesus didn't come to to call the perfect. He came. Yes. He came to to heal the sick and to resurrect the dead. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, w- when we're hurting, that's you know, that's exactly where we need to be is yeah. coming to God and and help. And you, know, God has put people in our lives mm-hmm. to help us, to to encourage us, to comfort us, to yeah. to cry with us. Right. Um, one of I know this isn't a biblical example, but one of my uh, I love the show The West Wing. Oh yeah, and that's fantastic. Every year uh, around Christmas, I watch the episode Noel. Yeah. Uh, it's an episode where uh, there's a character who's dealing with PTSD. Yeah, and he's he's seeing a trauma counselor about right. it. And one of the other characters comes to him and tells the the story of a guy fell in a hole, and a uh, pastor a, a priest walked by, and the guy said, "Help me get out of the hole." Right. And uh, the the guy said, well, I'll pray for you," and kept uh-huh. walking. Yeah. A doctor walks by, and the guy says, "Help! Help me get out of the hole." Yeah. The doctor writes a prescription and says, "Throws it down the hole." So here's a prescription to get out of the hole. Right. But then a, a his buddy walks by, and the guy says, "Hey, Tony, get me out of the hole." Tony jumps down in the hole with him. He's like, "What are you doing? Now you're both down here." He's like, and he's and the guy and the other uh, Tony says, "Well." No, well, yeah, I've been down here before, and I know how to get out. Right. And so, you know, being with a community believer, someone, a a friend or a family member or a religious community who's going to be in that hole with yes. you, who's going to love you and care about you and and help you in that awful pit of a time. Right. You know, it's not about bringing our per, our perfection to God. No doubt. It's about being there when we need, being taking our brokenness to Him. Well, and I love that you put like, you know, uh, I've been down in this hole and I know the way out because, because to be to, honestly, that's who Jesus is, right? Yeah. We don't serve a savior who, you know, who, who sits on a throne, like up in the majesty of heaven, like our savior put on human flesh and allowed himself to be humiliated and, and uh, allowed himself to be mocked and beaten. He he experienced all of the heartache that we experienced. He experienced the loss of a loved one. Oh, absolutely. He experienced, yeah. my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like he experienced all of the stuff yeah. that we go through. He's been in the hole and he knows he knows the way out. He is the way out. 
Oh, absolutely. And uh, and so yes, uh, so so that's important for those of you who listen. If you find yourself down in a hole today, right, a dark place, you should know Jesus was there. He he that in fact that he was in the darkest of the dark places, right, the tomb, right. Um, but the but but resurrection power broke him out of that tomb right and conquered it all once and for once and for all he knows the way out he is the way out um but also what you said is so true and it's good to just be reminded of this and that is that we discover that really it's fleshed out for us it's lived out for us and and uh we discover it in the in the community of believers that god has placed will place people in your life who will be that for you? And and the fact of the matter is, if you don't have a, a church home, if you're not connected to the a body of Christ anywhere, then here's what I know about First Shallow Water. That's who we want. That's who we desire to be. We don't desire to be a place where everyone walks in here with smiles on their faces, pretending like everything's okay, right? Absolutely. Uh, if you come to First Shallow Water, when you sit down in the pew, you're going to be surrounded by people who are broken and who are hurting, who are who have failed, who di- who have dealt with shame and guilt and sorrow. You're surrounded by people like that we all know how that feels and we're and and, and chief among those folks is the pastor right well i know that i know how that feels too we're just trying to navigate this thing together and uh and 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 we're just trying to answer that question every day will i trust god and uh and we're, we're we're just working together to answer that question and to help each other do that you know uh every day yeah. So, uh, so you're welcome, you know, to join us here. So, uh, man, Travis, that's so that's good stuff. Thank you for sharing today. Uh, I want to ask, I, I want to ask uh, those of you listening to just to just right now as you're listening to this, just stop and pray for Travis and Jesse. Would you do that? It, 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 stop and pray for them, and uh, pray, you know, for uh, pray for the Lord's will in their lives. This desire that God has placed in them to be parents, you know, uh, pray that uh, pray that God will reveal to them how you know how He's going to do that. And uh, and we pray for pray for Jesse's pregnancy right now. Go ahead, and just stop right now and pray for God's protection and everything over over her pregnancy right now. Let's do that. I don't even know if y'all have shared that widely. This may be the the widest that you've shared that information, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we you've told uh, I knew about it, but I didn't know anybody else did. So so, but since he brought it up, okay, I'm asking you to pray. Pray for them right now. Stop what you're doing and pray. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing is, if you like Travis and Jesse, find yourself in a dark place, place place where you're really struggling. You need someone to pray for you. There's a link in the description of this episode uh, where you can tell us a prayer request. Send it to us. Because we're going to be faithful to pray for you. Uh, and the reason I can say this is because every person here at our church has needed that at some point in our lives too. So we want to lift up your concerns. So if you have a, a prayer concern for us, would you would you let us know? Fill out that, that prayer request and send it to us. Uh, just follow the link, okay, in the description of this episode. We'd be happy to do that for you, okay? Man, Travis, thanks. This is awesome uh, getting to hang out with you and, and hear more of your story. It's been, I'll say this. Uh, it's been one of my one of the one of the I don't know the biggest blessings of being pastor at First Shallow Water for the last two years is the friendship that Amy and I have been able to uh, to form and establish with you and your wife. Like so both ways, definitely. You, you guys are really precious, and we're grateful for you, and uh, and we're grateful to have been on this journey with you for the past couple of years, and uh, and excited about what that looks like, you know, in the future. But. Um, but thanks for sitting down and sharing some of your story, buddy. Really, I appreciate that. So, 
and I and I know that's been, been an encouragement to to those of you out there. So when you see Travis and Jesse around uh, church, you know you might just let them know uh, how much this conversation encouraged you, what it meant. So let give, they, they they need to hear that kind of stuff right now. So so let them know about that. And thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this week, join us next week. We'll have there'll be another fascinating, amazing, interesting uh, guest on. They won't, they probably won't rise to Travis's level, but there'll be somebody, right? So, uh, so join us next week, and we'll have a great time uh, hearing about uh, about how the Lord is at work in someone else's life. But until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you around.